Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's National Cocktail Day in America. Will someone pass the old granddad and the old-fashioned mix? Hi, kids. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel. Make the next one a whiskey sour cheeseman. And this is Chad Hunger Game Sowash. And on this week's show... It's a Paradox Fountain Smackdown. Indeed gets a haircut, and today's cocktails are generously donated by our friends at Rippling. You'll Mm. understand what we mean in a second. Let's do this! (laughs) Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating? manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel uh. brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and salutations, my friend. 
Hello. Yeah, I, I actually have some uh, some cubes that are for like easy old fashions. And I know that Christine mm-hmm. loves old fashions. So there are these really cool cubes that have all the ingredients in it. You just put it in, muddle it up, and you're good to go. It takes seconds. She loves old fashions as long as they're made with Canadian rye. So we had some fun with the Swedes this week. That was, that was a good time. That was a yeah. good time. Good time so, with the, the kids at Adway and Adway. Sarah over at Adway. Yeah. Adway. Nothing says Sweden like an Amway sounding name like Adway. <laughs> I, I wonder if they even had Amway. No, it's probably Swedeway. Swedeway. <laughs> yeah, they probably did not. She probably doesn't know what Amway is. If no, it's even still multi-level marketing <laughs> fiasco is what it is. Oh my God. Was it Avon that was the beauty stuff? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my mom did Avon. She would mm-hmm. have these parties and uh, have these scents. Yeah. And they always had the cologne that was like in a car. Yes. It had a shape like yes. a car. The Batmobile. Yes. And the gas <laughs> tank was where the screw was. And you'd like little aftershave with some Avon Batmobile car. Holy oh, shit. That's world. awesome. Well, God, still, I get, I digress. Uh, yes. Adway, thanks for having us on. It was a great time. I guess there were like 1,800 registrants and there was a shit ton of people who actually yeah, watched us totally. live. Uh, We will be putting it out audio-wise coming up uh, probably Monday or Tuesday next week, so you can check it out there, or you can go to the video on LinkedIn. Absolutely. And if you want us as a guest on your show, we have a lot of fun on these things, so uh, (laughs) hit us up, hit us up. But let's get to shout-outs, because like you said in the green room, there's a lot of meat on this skeleton uh, this week. So my first one goes out to Upwork. Nickel and diming has come to the gig economy, Chad, beginning April 26th, Upwork will be implementing a client contract initiation fee of $2.95 on Upwork's talent marketplace and project catalog. This is assessed when you make your first initial payment to a freelancer with an estimated 225 million remote knowledge workers in the world. If just one contract is connected to each person, that means over $663 million more dollars to Upwork's bottom line. By the way, that's ticker symbol UPWK in case you're interested in investing. I'm not a shareholder, but shout out to Nickel and Diming at Upwork. Can't wait until Upwork starts the whole Twitter slash Facebook checkmark thing with the users. <laughs> I mean, because they'll do that too, right? There's just these little nickel and diming ways to to hit employers and contractors. I mean, it's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. Maybe Indeed's gig economy can uh, <laughs> put them down and we won't have to worry about nickel and diming. Cost per out. gigger. Cost per gig. Initiated gig. Yes. CPIG. <laughs> All right. You keep going. I've got one big shout out at the end. So you finish yours out. All right, cool. So uh, uh, Hireology, shout out. Let the chat GPT races begin. Our friends at Hireology have launched Beaker. Remember Beaker? They were a thing for a while. Beaker.com. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, Beaker is an AI-powered recruiting assistant that can generate job descriptions in seconds. Beaker is powered by ChatGPT. The tool is designed to automate some of the more time-consuming parts of the job creation process, freeing up time for recruiters and managers to focus on other tasks. Methinks they won't be the last to use ChatGPT. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I hope vendors like Textio are paying attention to this automated job description creation thing. Shout out to our friends in Chicago. Get your Chicago dog and your deep dish ready at Hireology. They're going chat GPT. And as their press release says, they're the first in our space. I don't think they'll be the last. We, we don't know, though, because last week we talked about Fountain AI. We're not sure if that was ChatGPT. They didn't go into any type of uh, details about that one. So who knows, right? Yeah, who first, knows anymore? First is usually just we're the first with a press release that says yeah. we're the first. Yeah, yeah. Well, all yeah. I have to say, though, is get ready for the ChatGPT-like gold rush, kids. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chad and I have seen demos. We know a little <laughs> bit about, about what's coming. In uh, my last yeah. shout out before you yeah. get to your uh, mega shout out goes to Jay Dotson, uh, director of talent and management. Uh, this is uh, a recent comment that he had on LinkedIn. But anyway, we're going to talk about layoffs at Indeed. Here's a little bit about Indeed's performance lately with all the changes. Uh, ah. Jay says, quote, recent Indeed issue that I found when using easy apply recently, resume parsing isn't coming into my ATS. I only get the resume Takes my recruiters much longer to review them. All my other sources parse, uh, including LinkedIn, ran the numbers, and I get just as many applicants from LinkedIn. I stopped sponsoring as much with Indeed after Jim Durbin, the Indeed Whisperer, came on your show. Indeed just wants us to go to their site, just like you guys say, end quote. Yes, shout out to Jay Dotson. Suck it, indeed. Suck it, indeed. Yeah, I mean, again, this product is so full of fucking holes. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more about oh, that later. I, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to get up on my stump just yet. So, my shout out is very somber and celebratory at the same time because we, we lost pretty amazing dude Scott McRae last week. I was lucky enough to actually have spent some time with with he and Adam through advising candidate ID. Loved working with both of them, whether it was on Zoom calls, texts, at conferences, arguing about go to market. I tell you what, let's let's have Adam Gordon talk a little bit about it because he's much closer than any of us were to, to Scott. So play that beautiful bean footage. You got it. Okay, so what can I say about Scott McRae? Probably many people listening to the podcast will have met Scott at the events he was at, the many events he was at in Europe and in North America, rocking his kilt on stage, waxing lyrical about talent funnels and spearfishing, Unleash, HR Tech, uh, both in Europe and in Vegas, at, uh, at Hiring Success in San Francisco, winning awards all over the world. Back in 2015, Scott taught me that there was an established solution to the problem of not truly understanding which candidates were clicking, and that was marketing automation. We spent about 18 months trying to work out how to build a tech product, because none of us have done it before, and then we eventually launched Candidate ID in January 2017. Spent the next six years touring the world, selling marketing automation to TA teams in our kilts. Scott brought some real sophisticated thinking to our industry in the context of talent nurture, personalization, automation technologies, and everyone he met learned from him. I absolutely loved turning up at events, uh, like the evening events in particular, like the workday parties and stuff like that. And Scott and I would turn up, we'd just like high five each other at the door and then not see each other for five hours. But I'd catch glimpses of him all like regularly just go over to people and 
introduce himself, groups of people he didn't already know, and just start talking. And, you know, everybody enjoyed his, his chat. Before Candidate ID, Scott had a really interesting career. He started in sales and marketing with P&G and then at Hugo Boss and then in the wine industry, which took him on a big adventure to New Zealand. So he literally turned up in New Zealand and told some vineyard owners that he'd teach them sales and marketing if they taught him how to make wine. And one of them, one of the big ones said, okay, that's a deal. And he spent about 18 months there just learning how to make wine and, and helping them with their sales and marketing. And that's just what he was like in search of adventure. The world was literally open to him. It was his, his you know, playground. And then more recently, of course, after we sold Candidate ID to iSIMS, he became very popular within the business, helped iSIMS guide their strategy around marketing automation technology and uh, led on the RPO efforts as well. So from making wine to working with RPOs on their tech strategy, he was pretty adaptable, I think you'll agree. So I announced his death on LinkedIn a few days ago and, and I had a real surge of emotion when I saw the comments coming in. He had so many friends in our industry, despite only being part of it really since 2017. He was very well liked. So Chad, cheese. I know he loved you guys and uh, thank you very much for inviting me to say a few words about him on the show. Look after yourselves, everybody. All the best. Yeah, the, the word adventure stood out to me. In oh, that. yeah. And, and both Scott and Adam yeah, uh, and all the Scots I know <laughs> sort of exemplify <laughs> adventure and sort it of does. enjoying the moment and uh, meeting new people. You know, that's that's kind of my takeaway. You knew Scott a lot better than than I did. Um, but yeah, I, I always got a warm, fuzzy feeling when we hung out. He always had stories uh, and he and he always listened and wanted to be a part. I mean, just the interactive and amazing and, and incredible business smarts as well. So we're, we're going to miss him, but we should all cherish the time that we had with him. But what one thing that Scott did love, which is where we're going next Scott loved events because that's where the people were. And we're going to talk about events where we're going to be at Unleash America, April 25th through the 27th, Mm -hmm. happening in Vegas at Caesars Forum. Uh, They have new digs. They they, they move from the MGM. They're upgrading kids. They got that that gambler upgrade, I think is what they got. (laughs) Uh, They're going to be at Caesars Forum this year, uh, right next to that big-ass London – I Ferris wheel thing yep. that takes 30 minutes to get around. They have bars. You can drink in those, the, the, those cabs and stuff like that. So that is going to be a blast. You've had drinks in one of those, haven't you? I have. Yes. I have had drinks in one of those. That speaks from experience. Pretty amazing. And I know that there are going to be companies that actually rent those things out and then they take people up and they have drinks and talk about business and all the other fun stuff. But uh, if you have not registered yet, again, it's coming quick. Go Mm -hmm. to chatcheese.com and click on events in the upper right-hand corner and register. Then after that, we're going to go to iSIMS Inspire in Coronado Beach. Uh, speakers are being announced now today on, on LinkedIn. Uh, we're we're one of the headliners, which is uh, kind of scary and and fun at the same time. All right, all right, all right. It's very scary. Very scary. 
We're entertaining though. We'll be a good. Yes. We'll be a good time. We'll be a good yeah. time. Well, I've never met Brian before, so this is going to be really fun. Now, meeting Steve and then talking to him, doing interview with him and whatnot. Now, Brian is an he's an unknown entity to me right now. So uh, I'm gonna have to do a little research. Yeah, and he's he's agreed to be on stage with us in less than a year <laughs> of being on that in the in that job. So I hope he knows what he's signing up for. Mm, It'll be a good. I'm sure, time. I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> Really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. That's right. That soundbite means we've got birthdays to celebrate this mm-hmm. month or this week, Chad. And if you don't know if it's your birthday, if you've signed up for free stuff, and let me just quickly talk about that. You got to go to chadcheese.com, click on the free link, submit your information. Your birthday needs to be in there. And if it's your birthday that month, there's a chance that you can win uh, rum from our friends at Plum, but otherwise, there's T-shirts from JobGet, there's whiskey, bourbon uh, from our our homies at Text Kernel, and free beer from Aspen Tech Labs. We're creating a lot of smiles out on LinkedIn. If you haven't seen them yet, <laughs> a lot of stylish, good-looking people in our T-shirts, and yes. you could be one of those people. But you got to play to win. ChadCheese.com. Click the free link. And celebrating a birthday this week. Here we go. Timo Hillhorst from Melbourne. I don't know. It's in in Australia. Is it Timo? 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 <laughs> Timo? Okay. Anyway, like and it. Timmy Timmy Smith. Timmy and Timo are, are oh. celebrating birthdays. Josh Winwright, <laughs> Brian Barnes, Hayden Hughes, Derek Bond, 007, shake and not stirred, probably. Nice. Melissa Malcolm in the middle. Audra Knight. Punk rocker, by the way. She's got some good tunes. Jason Warner, mm-hmm. Keith Robinson, Jamie Leonard, one of our Ooh. favorite Brits, celebrates a birthday. And my big sister, Holly Cheeseman Bricker, celebrates a birthday this month. There we go. Happy birthday to everyone. And thanks for listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Topics. Oh, no. We're back to playoffs. That's right. We got layoffs. layoffs this week, everybody. Let's go through these real quick, and we will comment in depth afterwards. Amazon, another 9,000 layoffs. Meta, 10,000. Uh, bonusly, we don't know how many, but they just got funding, which seems to be a popular thing to do in our industry, get money and then lay people off. Uh, work Human uh, laid off 130. That's according to layoffs.fyi. But most notably, our favorite punching bag, Indeed, has cut 2,200 workers or 15% of its workforce due to the, quote, cooling job market outlook for the coming years. The cuts affect, quote, nearly every team, function, level, and region, end quote, of the company, including Indeed's workforce in Singapore and employees at its sister site, Glassdoor, to the tune of what we hear is 140 employees. CEO Chris Hyams, who looks like our love child, by the way, Chad, he's a bald guy <laughs> with, with glasses. Uh, anyway. He says the U.S. job market is expected to decline to pre-pandemic levels of about 7.5 million or lower over the next two or three years, prompting the job cuts. Chad, Mm -hmm. our mailbag blew up after this one. What are your thoughts? Yes, it did blow up. I picked two. Uh, that, uh, the first one was actually from an indeed client and here's the quote, holy shit, the indeed (laughs) layoffs were apparently ugly. They had a 15 minute webcast with the CEO in which they announced the layoffs and that you may receive an email within the next 10 minutes. If you were among the folks laid off at which point 
the webcast ended and the screen went dark, which apparently sparked mass hysteria, as you can imagine. They uh, put job seekers first. And when it comes to laying off employees, they go with the quote unquote, fuck them kids approach, <laughs> end quote. So that that was from a, a client. Okay. And then we've got one from an ex Indeed employee. The problem is Chris Hyams. He is so, so bad. He switches models at the worst possible time, which makes people look at what they are spending just as applications are increasing. So suddenly you don't have to sponsor jobs because your organic gets good results. Then he offers a 25% pay cut, but he's paid so much that nobody cares. So the guy (laughs) is totally out of his depth. Chris Himes should tend his resignation today, end quote. So could this CPA, CPSA be the Trojan horse that indeed unleashed on itself? They've been the Trojan horse launcher for Mm -hmm. other organizations for years. They've been known to do that. This feels like they're launching one on themselves. Yeah, the proverbial uh, shooting yourself in the foot uh, has been a theme of Indeed's for years now. And it's it sort of really started with Google for Jobs, uh, some fear of that. Let's launch some new stuff, try some mm-hmm. new stuff, buy some companies that didn't work out. And, and you know, I think it's all coming to a head with the current state of uh, layoffs everywhere. Uh, you know, it's it's there's some nice cloud cover by your boy Elon Musk and laying off people is, uh, is an OK thing to do. Yeah. I thought Indeed might avoid it. I thought they might, you know, we're such a big swing and dick that we don't have to lay off people. They are human. They do bleed. Uh, and they laid off 2,200 people. Obviously, that's a shame. Uh, heart goes out to all those people that were laid off. Yeah. However, if you listen to our show, a lot of companies in this space are raising a lot of money and need a lot of good people uh, that have experience, which these Indeed folks do have. So hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know that a lot of Indeeders listen to the podcast. Hopefully, they've got a short list of companies that have raised money that they can go apply to and uh, land on their feet. Right, timing is horrible. New product is horrible, which we actually had somebody yeah. earlier say. Yeah. Clients are tightening, tightening their budgets. Chat GPT and other chat mm-hmm. uh, platforms are are prepping a run on jobs for prospectively fake resumes, Google for jobs, beta testing their paid jobs. The list goes on and on and on. Yep. And, and Himes makes this very bad move. Although I don't believe Chris should take a 25% cut in pay. He should, much like said earlier, he should tender his resignation. If you're going to cut that many people, if you're going to impact them with these stupid ass product, I mean, holy bad product moves. His total comp SEC filings was was close to $14 million. Take some money, take some money, go buy a fucking island and get the fuck out of Indeed and let somebody clean that shit up. Pretty sure uh, Art Zeal and uh, our man Scott Guts might be open to a new CEO <laughs> gig in our in our industry. This opens this opens a space for a company like Monster not just to to ascend to the mountaintop again, but to at least make some ground. If you think about it, if I'm a Monster sales guy right now, I am licking my fucking chops. Yeah, I'm sure all seven of them are uh, foaming at the mouth to call on those. <laughs> All those Indeed accounts. If you're a sales guide, you're always foaming at the mouth. (laughs) 
All right, that is our layoff update. Let's get to some real news, shall we? Paradox. Someone who hasn't laid off anyone, I think. Uh, Ooh, at least they didn't announce wood. anything. Yeah, yeah I think I think they may they may be the one immune to all this. Uh, Paradox has launched its conversational ATS, which automates tasks such as screening for requirements, interview scheduling, reminders, offers, and new hire onboarding to reimagine the high volume hiring process. The ATS uses a conversational UI to make engagement feel what it says are simple and seamless and helps global clients reduce time to hire to hours or days. Paradox is also launching high volume solutions built to work alongside enterprise ERP and HCM platforms like Workday, who we've speculated could write a check and just gobble up Paradox and SAP, another big check writer, by the way, last week we talked about ATS for high volume hiring at Fountain, they launched Fountain AI. That's creative, uh, a conversational AI. And now we got Paradox. It's Tyson Holyfield without the ear biting. A lot to unpack here, Chad. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's too early to call him the ear biting, by the way. Uh, <laughs> this is this is welcome to the next generation of applicant tracking system wars, baby. And it's about fucking time. We saw this coming with, with Paradox. We talked about how this new generation of applicant tracking system would look exactly like Paradox and or Fountain. Most traditional ATSs are jamming a square peg in a round hole when it comes to volume hiring. And as we already know, the apply process for a data scientist needs to be much different than that for a hotel concierge, right? But we're still jamming that everybody into that square fucking hole. But not anymore. Chat allows a different and much better mobile engagement that I don't have to complete the app before my session time's out. It can be asynchronous. It can also nudge candidates to finish their applications, be ready for interviews tomorrow, and prepare for their first day of work. Here's the biggest point that needs to be made. Paradox is now saying that it can be your system of record. That's that's fucking huge. Anyone who has ever had an audit understands that record keeping is a make or break situation. Um, I, I do find that it's interesting that as Fountain comes out with Fountain AI, their conversational product last week, Paradox this week says, hold my beer. That's just <laughs> something that Paradox CMO Jay-Z, we know Jay-Z really well. You think they pushed a button on that one? Josh Zwayne uh, does better than most. He keeps his powder dry. And, and, yeah. and, and you know Aaron much better than I do, but he's he's been more patient around Paradox and rolling things out. And the last thing I'll say is that Paradox's new president, who used to be their chief product officer, is one of the best product people in the business. Back in 20, 2016, he was building Gen 1 of this product with bailing wire, low budget, and duct tape. Now, Adam Godson has budget and he has the opportunity to go out there and build what he knows works. I said last week, I love the Fountain Paradox, you know, kind of collision because we need those types of, of brands and products in the market to be able to ascend from a competitive standpoint. That's how innovation happens. That escalated quickly. It was it was more Olivia than it was Paradox when it yeah. first first launched. And I remember the first time uh, Olivia uh, was at, uh, I think, HR Tech or one of the Sherms and jobbing was still alive and well at the time still is it just doesn't belong uh to them anymore uh <laughs> recruiting.com which they own as well was a thing 
but I remember the excitement in Aaron's eyes. And you mentioned, I know I'm a little better than you do. Uh, and I yeah. say that's a true, uh, true statement. And when Aaron gets excited, you kind of know if you know him. And there was a level of excitement that you, that you thought he's got something here because he knows he's got something here. And we were, he was demoing the product. And I, I remember people would come by that were, are knowledgeable and would say like, well, how does it integrate with the ATS? And you could tell he would kind of grit his teeth uh, because I don't think they integrated with uh, with any ATS at the time. But you knew that he knew at some point we're going to have to integrate with the ATS. Mm-hmm. So it's really uh, the tables have turned in this fact that they're becoming the ATS. And and your point your point is I think well taken. And I had my note in my notes written this as well is that if you can create a new technology or a new product that already leverages what consumers know and mm-hmm. what they're used to. Part of ChatGPT's success is that Google got people used to p- writing words in a box and getting <laughs> stuff back, right? Like yeah. that wasn't always a thing. Uh-huh. You know, one click apply, that works because people are used to one click shopping, right? If you can tap into what consumers know, you're well ahead of the game. And if you can apply to a job, via something that you know really well that that resonates with almost 100% of consumers, well, by God, you got something. Mm-hmm. ATSs are not organic to people's usage of the internet. No. It's clunky. No. It's a pain in the ass. It's uh, cumbersome. Paradox is not. Paradox is a search box like you would text your wife or friend, and you can apply that through that process. Having an ATS is a natural uh, progression of this of this service. I think if you're a traditional ATS, you're a little nervous about this. Um, to what degree, I don't know. You mentioned high-level uh, you know, executives versus frontline workers. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think, I think it could work for any level of employee um, at this point. There was a time where like, oh, well, if I'm an SVP, I don't want to go through a chat bot. I want to apply <laughs> like that. Like, I'm not so sure. If it's easy and it's something that you do every day, I'm not sure that it can't be uh, any level of, of job. The question is like, is it easier for a, a chat bot to become an ATS or an ATS to like plug in a chat bot? I guess we're going to find out um, exactly where you go. But if you believe the future is in chat, conversational AI, then my money's on the company that started with that as their DNA versus one that started out as an ATS. And then they're trying to plug in a conversational AI. This is going to be a lot of fun to talk about, not just the yeah. new guys like Fountain and Paradox, but what's iSIM's move? What's great greenhouse's move? What's smart recruiters move, et cetera? Like it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, to watch because ultimately these services are going to get acquired mm-hmm. and companies are going to be forced. There won't be any more to buy. They'll have to build their own and the ones who have it are going to win and the ones that don't are going to struggle, I think. I think when you start looking at like big enterprise clients that that have more than high volume, mm-hmm. that have to take coding challenges, they have to take assessments, they have to take all these things. So they have to go through more of more of a process than just a quick apply, like you know you do as as high volume. So companies like Isom's they'll be they'll be fine, right? As long as they stay away from high volume. But the greenhouses of the world that could yep. be a problem because they're more on the SMB side of the house. And most of those positions, not all, but most of those positions could easily fit into a paradox. Paradox is doing enterprise. Don't get me wrong. They're just 
doing it on the high volume side of the house. So I, yeah. I think there's there's room to play on both sides. It's all about go to market. And the thing that I got to say, though, and again, we're kind of like fanboying over what's happening at Paradox is, is Aaron has been in this... Uh, industry and he's succeeded and he's also failed. Yeah. And that means more, I think, than anything else because mm-hmm. he knows where he went wrong. Then he got Jay-Z on board. He got Adam Godson on board. He got some heavy, heavy hitters and he's provided them with the autonomy to go out there, just kick ass and take names. Again, I, I can't wait to see what Fountain comes out with next and then what mm-hmm. what Jay-Z and the rest of the team come out come out with uh, with Paradox. It's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, no doubt. Battle Scars... They count for a lot, uh, particularly in the same industry. And I'm waiting for the shopping to happen. Uh, I'm waiting (laughs) for like clearance rack to to really be appealing and some consolidation to happen. Like I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. That'll be really, uh, really interesting. Jazz HR is another one that should be careful. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Rippling. Do we have to? More, More SVB drama. Rippling has raised 500 million dollars fuck valuing the company pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows at 11.25 billion dollars okay stay with us here the funding round comes after silicon valley bank collapsed taking with it the funds of rippling clients rippling extended 130 million dollars of its own capital to fund its customers payments with the hope of recovering most of it from the s FDIC. The remaining funds were recovered by Sunday afternoon after the FDIC guaranteed deposits. Despite the sudden resolution of the problem, Rippling went ahead and proceeded with the funding round because it believes the price reflects its performance and allows it to focus on building great products. Who could say no to $130 million anyway? Did I mention $500 million at an over $11 billion valuation? Chad Rippling go. As Winston Churchill famously said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Over the weekend, the SVB collapse happened and, and we had a bunch of people reaching out to us saying we should go on now. We should tell listeners, you know, on Monday, things, they're going to be horrible. It's going to be crazy. And and my response was pretty simple. Government won't allow that to happen. How many times have we seen the, the government allow something this large that could prospectively impact hundreds of thousands of, of Americans? It's not going to happen. Parker Conrad and Ripley, who had already moved some of its banking business to JP Morgan months earlier, they played off fear and uncertainty on this one. Uh, and they didn't let a crisis go to waste. So did they need more money? Who the fuck knows? It, it's all about solvency. But I'm going to tell you right now, I wouldn't trust Parker Conrad as far as I could throw that fat bastard. <laughs> that escalated quick. <laughs> yeah. If you think that this sounds slimy, listen to your gut, okay? If it sounds kind of like shady, it probably is. Parker Conrad... I waxed poetic on him a year or so ago. Uh, If you want to go Google him, uh, Google Parker Conrad and Zenefits for like the whole backstory on on who he is and and his past. It's pretty it's pretty uh, transparent out there. Look, if if companies go out of business because of too much money, uh, these guys are going to be the poster child for crash and burn. (laughs) By the way. If you want a real good account of this, go go to TechCrunch. They have a pretty good uh, post about this. But frankly, dude. I don't like giving this company oxygen. I don't like giving this cat, Parker Conrad, any oxygen. 
So as far as I'm concerned, I'm done. Let's hear from our sponsors and get on to the next topic. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent. Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. Oh, yeah. It's time for a little Who'd You Rather. That's right. If you don't know, we read two companies, startups, if you will, that have gotten funding. I read a small summary, short summary, and Chad and I pick who'd we'd rather. Are you ready, Chad, to play a little who'd you rather? Let's do it. All right. In this corner, we have Rain. Clever name. Rain has raised $116 million in funding, including $66 million in equity and $50 million in debt. Rain offers on-demand pay or earned wage access to workers, enabling them to access their pay shortly after completing a shift instead of waiting for payday. Rain's service is offered for free to employers who provide it to their employees as a voluntary benefit, and employees pay a small fee each time they withdraw their earned wages. The funding will be used to support expansion throughout the United States. And in this corner, we have Rice Kit, Chicago-based Rice Kit has secured $4.75 million in funding. The company's software allows employers to track candidates and scale their community hiring and diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives by finding untapped diverse talent through community organizations. RiseKit aims to reduce the time and cost of sourcing talent for employers while improving job seekers' confidence and journey. The new funding will be used to build behavioral and skills-based machine learning models. RiseKit's vision is to help job seekers have equal access to employment opportunities regardless of their zip code. That is Rain versus RiseKit. Chad, who'd you rather? 2 a.m. in the bar in the morning, I look to the left, I see rain, and I see a predatory lending by transaction is really what's happening here. Mm-hmm. This, If they want this to happen, they should have the employers pay for it, right? You're trying to, again, it's payday loans, but it's transaction at a, at a time. And so that's how I feel about rain. Rise kits, man, I, I started reading about that. I'm like, man, this is amazing. But here's a little breakdown of uh, leadership. First and foremost, no experience in this space. Uh, or the best way I can describe the tech is that it, right now it just looks like vaporware to me. And uh, why is that? Well, I went out to go check jobs at RiseKit. I clicked on a job so I could go work at RiseKit, one of their own job postings. It sent me to a Google form. 
a Google form, not even, I mean, is that their tech to a Google fucking form? Then last but not least, behavioral assessments and AI are not necessary. They're just words to help drive more funding, which they got. Mm-hmm. I have heavy experience in building hiring communities around uh, military veterans. And Julie, as you know, my wife, she does the same thing with individuals with disabilities, building around community-based organizations. So we know this space. Everything that I'm reading about this is counter to what actually needs to happen. So rain is predatory. Rise kit is vaporware. Once again, it's 2 a.m. at the bar. It's closing down. and I'm not happy with my choices. I'm going home alone. Oh no, that's that's two who'd you rather's in a row where you're going I know. home. I empty. really, really wanted to like one of them. Empty handed. Empty handed. All right, man. Uh you mentioned payday loans. Let's talk quickly about the predatory business of of uh payday loans. So mm-hmm. Some numbers here. On average, one in five borrowers defaults on their payday loans. More than half of all borrowers who got their installment loans from an online lender default on their balance. Payday lending is illegal in 12 states, and roughly 12 million Americans take out a payday loan each year. I do not, however, consider Rain a payday loan service. I view them as a take money out today they take a small fee, not a percentage or an interest interest rate on that loan. So to me, they're almost the anti-payday uh, loan. They're fighting the payday loan system. Employees can voluntarily sign up for this service. Employers can offer this service and money comes out of the check as opposed to waiting for it uh, a week or two weeks from when they would get it and the money is deducted. They get less money in their paycheck because they took money out. Um, ahead of time. So for me, like any company that's trying to take a bite out of the payday loan business is the one that I'm going to pick. RiseKit seems kind of lame to me. <laughs> you mentioned the vaporware. I just think any company that's willing to sort of take on the payday loan system for me. What are you doing, Step? That's bro? the one that I'd rather. Last valued at over $1 billion, Chad. Carrot with a K, who calls itself the world's largest interviewing company. I don't know if there's a third party <laughs> that uh, that does that or not. That audits? Yeah. They've acquired Triple Byte's technical assessment product and team. Financial terms of the deal were not disclosed. The acquisition will add a skills-based assessment to Carrot's suite of interviewing cloud offerings, claiming to help organizations identify and hire the best tech talent faster more accurately and fairly. The adaptive assessment technology adjusts to the skill level of each candidate, collecting more information from each question asked, enabling recruiting and engineering leaders to unlock high volume applicant pools and reduce bias. Triple Byte's sourcing business, Magnet, and its candidate talent network will wind down effective March 31st. Chad, this is 10 karat gold, right? What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I'd get ready for more of this kids because triple bite ran out of runway and 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 carrot was their savior to i mean they they got them on they got them on the cheap they got them on the cheap but i think you know my biggest problem with carrot's model is that it won't scale because of the human interviewer element so buying triple bite allows more screening before the interview which weeds out unqualified candidates and it eases the sheer load of human interviewing so this is a smart move although they need to go further down this automation rabbit hole. One question, I jumped on Carrot and I'm like, who the fucker is doing their marketing? They bought a Forrester (laughs) consulting study 
entitled The Total Economic Impact of Carrot. And it's the hero image on their fucking homepage. No product, no testimonial, a Forrester study. I, I, I almost fell asleep when I opened the fucking page. So I went to their YouTube channel looking for a video series that would break down this study because it would be more snackable and easier for most people to want to actually understand nothing. You take this shit. I don't know who's who's doing marketing over there. You take this great information. You turn it into fucking content, videos, posts, social, all this other stuff. I got to file just most of this under companies with unicorn valuations and, and rookie mistakes. Triple Byte, I think, was good. They need to go further, but they are nowhere near valuable, as valuable as their, their valuation shows. Yeah. With, with $169 million raised, do you think uh, Carrot's marketing would be just a little bit sexier than what it is? <laughs> this is like run-of-the-mill standard consolidation stuff. Triple Byte, yeah. $48 million raised, founded in 2015, runway gone, money ran out, time ran out. Uh, tech layoffs are in every headline. So if you're a tech hiring service, like this was all working against Triple Byte. That's when you go call uh, the Sugar Daddies and Sugar Daddy on the list for this one. Uh, they swiped right on Carrot and Carrot also swiped right on this one. And whether it's a marriage made in heaven, I guess we'll find out. Clearly, they need some marketing help. So hopefully Triple Byte although the name does not really scream marketing um, you know, excellence, uh, might be able to fix the problems. To me, this is a pretty much a snoozer. I guess we'll keep our eye on it and see if anything comes of it. But uh, yeah, mostly two dinosaurs cuddling up, hoping that the meteorite doesn't <laughs> It feels like a who both. you rather. They, they, they Carrot had a who'd you rather, and they went home with triple bites. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 definitely everyone's going home alone uh, on that one. I think that's that's not good for anybody. All right, the hits keep coming, kids. After break, after this break, we'll talk about dice. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad. DHI Group, what a great name, uh, which runs <laughs> tech job search website Dice, which is a pretty good name, has reached yeah. A conciliation agreement with the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, or as you call it, Chad, the EE to the O to the C. They're going to settle uh, national origin discrimination charges. The EEOC had discovered that DHI violated Title VII of the Civil Rights Act by allowing customers to post job positions that excluded Americans of national origin. Ouch. That's not good. DHI agreed to rewrite its programming 
They had some developers. That's good news. Uh, to search for <laughs> potentially discriminatory keywords off Upwork in job postings and their job search works apparently, and revise its guidance to customers on acceptable job posting language. Chad, you're all over this one. What you got? This is big fucking news, dude. Wait, notice the claimant went after Dice. And there's mm-hmm. no mention of the companies who actually posted the job. So we talk about Section 230, which protects like Facebook and other social media companies from the impact of content posted on their networks. This smacks down that citing with Title Seven, which prohibits employers, employment agencies, and labor organizations from publishing an employment notice that indicates a preference or limitation based on national origin. So DHI violated Title VII through their customers' job postings. Let that sit for a minute, kids. <laughs> These jobs were likely scraped from a, from a, a customer's website. So DHI has to re- rewrite their scraping algorithm, which means everybody else needs to rewrite their scraping algorithm. And and think about this. All of the job boards that are out there right now that have backfill from all of these other companies, they have no clue what's on their fucking site today. This is big because if the EEOC wants to actually start going after organizations and just targeting, for God's sakes, they don't always need a claimant, kids. They can come after you. Get your shit tight. It's Corona time. The stock is down hey, 30% percent this right year. Now. Art Zeal and his clown car must go. <laughs> Scott Guts will meet you at the bar because it is time. National Cocktail Day after all. We out. We out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt, but save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite Western, you can't quit them either. We out. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.